to another episode of Executive Talk. Those that are here live with us in our studio audience and also those that are tuning in live. Those that are tuning in live via Facebook, YouTube, or podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. In today's show, as you guys know, when it comes to an organization, you have many options. And one of those options can be uh, business acquisition. One of those options can be changing your business model around. Maybe you've come to the point in the new years to say, you know, I need to look at my business and I need to reorganize some things. But that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about rebuilding of an organization. And that organization that we're talking about rebuilding is Rocky Mountain Sarah, located here in Lakewood, Colorado. Now, Lake, uh, Rocky Mountain Sarah is a statewide organization that is in that process of rebuilding. And what does it mean to them? One thing about rebuilding an organization is you can rebuild the platform, some of the strategies, but what about the core? What's the core and root thing that you're changing within an organization to make that direction be brand new? So with us today, we have Chris Hall, who is the CEO of Rocky Mountain Center, to talk to us about reorganization of his company right now. So please join me in welcoming Chris Hall. How you doing, good. Chris? Doing good. How are you, Maurice? Doing good. Thanks, sir. Um, and I need to address Chris as Christopher Hall. That's how he <laughs> likes to be addressed, so my, my apologies. But for those that are first time hearing you, give us just a little bit of background on you and also Rocky Mountain Sarah. Okay. Myself, um, like you said, my name is Chris Hall. I was born <laughs> and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Came all the way here to Colorado, went to school at CU, played on CU's national championship team, and said, you know what? Professional football is not in my cards. My calling is, is in um, being an accountant. I actually got a bachelor's in accounting, went on, got a master's in taxation slash accounting. And then, then as I went on in my career, I started getting more focused in what I want to do and who I want to be when I grow up. So I started tailoring my um, professional career around nonprofits, about giving back, because I know that's my calling is being a servant to those that, that needs to be served. Sure. And so um, I've been with Rocky Mountain City for about going almost nine years now. Okay. I've been the CEO for Rocky Mountain City for three years. Three years. Rocky Mountain Sears is a statewide organization. We was founded in 1980. It's a war on poverty organization. So we're about trying to get people to be more self-sufficient in their everyday lives. And education, number one, and then also in job training is, is number two. So we are also, we serve 1,419 kids throughout the state of Colorado in early childhood education, which range from ages from three to five. We are located in Denver, located in Pueblo, Walsenburg, Trinidad, Alamosa, Conejo, Sanford, Grand Junction, Parachute, Rifle, and also Craig, Colorado, and Delta. So we spread throughout the whole state of Colorado at offering these early childhood education services. Gotcha. All right. So you guys have been around for quite some time, and within that time frame, just recently, you guys came from Season Forgiving. Yes. That's your yes. annual thing that you guys have been doing. Have you guys been doing that the whole time, or has that just been a recent change? That's been about seven years. Seven years, We've been okay. doing that for about seven years, Season's Forgiving. So we go around to, to throughout the state of Colorado to a lot of all of our regions and just give a, a, a Christmas gift to the child and to their siblings as well. This is just a give back from Rocky Mountain Sierra to them to show them appreciation and show them love. They say, you know what, we love you, we care about you, and we're here for you. Just that little gesture means a lot to a lot of families. There was a family that we met, I was saying, the Alamosa area. 
this parent was just diagnosed with cancer, and she was just going through a lot then. And she broke down and started crying once we gave her child that gift, because she said, I didn't know what to do for my child around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And then we said, eh, we're not gonna stop there. We also wanna be there for you as you go through this bout with cancer. We got your back and we're gonna support you through this thing as well. Gotcha. So for you as a CEO, being that you're the CEO for the last three years, right? Yes. What changes have you seen within yourself when you come away from Seasons for Giving? It, it's, it's a humbling experience. You know, when I, when I go to around throughout the whole state and talk to those that we serve, I sit back and just be thankful and grateful of, of what I have and be thankful or grateful of what my children have and that they didn't really have to experience what these other families are going through. Because guess what? One minute you may be on top, the next minute you could be down there on the, at the bottom as well. So as you go up, um, the, the ladder, or as you go on the rise, my mom has always said, take someone with you. Because mm -hmm. when you go to the top, you may be alone, and you're going to always need someone to help you along the way. So pull that person on up as well and bring someone on through. So this is what this does for me is that, yes, I'm the CEO of, of a very large organization, but I always was always taught to give back. It's better to give than to receive. And then at the end of the day, you're going to feel more fulfillment in your heart by you giving mm -hmm. than in that paycheck that's in your pocket. That's right. That's right. And, you know, Executive Talk had the opportunity to come down with some of his folks to um, go and help be part of Seasons yes, for Giving. Yes, yes, yes. So um, openly we want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to, that, to do that. And thank um, you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for coming. No problem, no problem. You know, when the Seasons for Giving gave us a good insight as to how busy we are with our own lives, how busy we are with our own businesses, and how much time it takes to actually take some time and give back. So, again, just a shout-out to you guys for openness to that opportunity, opening our, our, our door to give. Thank so you. I appreciate that. So with that being said, let's get into that reorganization and okay. the rebuilding. So James 1, 2 through 3 reads, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Mm. Now let me bring this particular scripture back to when you encounter trials of many kinds. Yes. Is that indicative of what you've seen in the development of your organization with a lot of the things that you guys are trying to do? Just like an organization is like a, a breathing mechanism. It's, it's an organ, as I would say. And it, too, must go through periods of life, just like we as humans must go through periods of life. And we believe, because we're men of faith, that God, we go through trials and tribulations to make us stronger and better, that God is preparing us for something that's coming down the line, right? The same thing in the organization. Your organization is not going to always be up here, all peaches and cream and going straight and, and everything else. Right. You're going to go through some trials and tribulations. It's going to test you. It's going to test your faith. Like I said, this, this organization was birthed on war and poverty. So if it was birthed out of war and poverty, it was birthed out of ministry. Yeah. And we know that ministry is going to go through different seasons and times and periodization and different things of that nature. That's what this organization has been going through for some years. We went through the trials and tribulations. We've been up. We've been down. We've been struggling. We've been fighting. We've been pulling. But in the end, we know that God is the potter and we are the clay. 
He's going to make us and mold us and what he wants us to be. And that's what God has done to Rocky Mountain City. We've been through all of that. But he has made us and mold us in what he wants us to be as an organization. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's interesting when you think about for your particular um, organization, yes. when you think about your trials and what your trial is, is poverty. The enemy wants those people down and wants to keep them down. Keep them down. Right. And the fact that you guys are actually specifically attacking that, the war on poverty and bringing these people out, that upsets the enemy. Yes, it does. And so, you know, it's interesting on this particular scripture, when you think about consider pure joy, think about the trials that you guys are going through and who's the power and who's the source of who's leading you and guiding you through that trial. Mm -hmm. And so to see consider pure joy is where that comes in. And do you feel like you guys are developing that faith and that perseverance through some of these trials that you guys had? Yes, because we know that when an attack and an enemy comes our way, we got faith that we can stand up and fight against them. Because as, as like we said, as you go through these trials and tribulations and the fighting of the enemy, of course, you're going to go through times and say, I'm ready to give up. I can't do this anymore. Lord, help me. Yeah. What do you want us to do? What do you want us to be? But doing it all, he told me, Chris, I want you to fast and pray. You get down on your knees. I want you to dedicate yourself to, to praying to me so I can lead you and guide you. So you can have the strength to fight whatever trials or tribulation, whatever the attack of the enemy is going your way. Because you should know that I am the Lord and I reign high and above. And if you follow me, the company too shall come as well. Sure. And you know, one thing I love about your organization is the fact that you have, because you have so many people that work with you, <clears throat> When you think about your organization and some of the people that are part of the organization, yes, those are part of the part of the just the cogs in the wheel that keep that faith that keeps the faith strong and keeps everything moving. Have you have you noticed that through those rough times and tribulations? Yes, because God will send you the people that you need. He has sent me those those prayer warriors that is inside the organization that have faith and they believe. And so we just constantly pray and pray and pray. And they also give me the support and say, Chris, don't give up. You can do it. You have been called for this time and day to lead this organization. So we need you. God wants you here for this special reason and purpose. He has made you. You went through your own trials and tribulations for a reason. Yeah. Because as soon as I got into the office of, of the CEO, I got tested to see if I'm going to give up. So I had to have that support of people around me say, they can't give up. Nope, not yet. This is not it. This is not the time. You're going to push through. You're going to push through. Because if you gave up, you would have said, you never would have known if how far you would have gone or how far you would have taken this organization. So don't give up. Fight on through. Fight on through. Okay, I like that. So what promoted growth? Because obviously when you came in as a CEO, there was, you, you saw both sides of the fence. Yes. So you're able to see what the leadership was before, and this is not an attack on the leadership before. It's just where it was. But you're able to, to see certain things that promoted growth. What, what pointed you in this right direction to say these are the, these are the steps to start taking the organization the right way? Here, here, here's an example um, that, that just hit me. I have now been through two government shutdowns in my time as leadership, mm, in the, right. as a CEO. That's right. 
the other CEOs hasn't gone through any. Mm-hmm. So he prepared me for just such as a time to lead an organization through two government shutdowns and a sequestration where funds get cut and different things of that nature. There's, we know that there are seasons that that happens through our life. And there's a season for everything. There's a time and a season for everything. And this season is my season to lead this organization doing this test of times that it is right now. He wants a praying CEO. He wants a fasting CEO. He wants a man of faith right now because what we're going through in these times of, 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 of this economy of the world, he wants leadership to be on their knees praying and fasting because that's how we're going to get our strength to fight the enemy doing what is happening in today's time. That's right. And we can't negate this fact. Just because you're rebuilding a company does not mean that the enemy knows there's an empty hole there. There's an opportunity. Right. Okay. He looks for who he can devour. He looks for moments. He looks for opportunities. So this is the opportunity. The fact of a man of faith that's leading the organization, the organization believes in the cause for everything. And think about it again. Remember, this organization is developing and working with poverty. Poverty, that's right. And pulling people up and giving them hope. The fact that this organization is giving people hope in developing that is it really upsets the enemy. He does not like that factor. And so um, with that being said, I know that takes a, a lot of effort. I know even those, when we, when we talk about that scripture in James, consider a pure joy, trials of many kinds. And this is one of those trials of many kinds is those government shutdowns when, yes. things, of that, when things of that nature happen. You can't plan for those things. You don't want them to happen. They just end up happening. Um, so when it comes to partnerships, I know that was one thing that you as an organization, you guys strayed away from for a while. Is that correct? Well, we did. Because at one point in time, we were serving about 2,200 kids. And in serving 2,200 kids, um, you started getting this big chest. I don't need nobody. Mm. We can do this on our own. But when you do that, you start alienating yourself. And, and, and that's what we started doing, alienating ourselves with the rest of the early childhood um, education communities and, with, with, and then also other potential community partnerships. But now, when I said, oh, no, just because you may be large don't mean that you're the best. That's right. And so we want to be the best. In order to be the best, we're going to have to start realigning ourselves to offer the quality childhood education services. Forget the numbers. We want quality because we want to make sure when that child leaves our, our childhood education center that they will be um, school ready to start kindergarten and reading at a kindergarten level, first grade level, second grade level. So we want to put that child in a good position when they step foot in the kindergarten seats as well as helping the parents to become more self-sufficient. Yeah giving them their dream jobs, helping them to achieve their goals as well because this is not a sprint. It's going to be a long journey in raising your child, and I know you may have more to come, but it's going to take a journey. It's going to take a lifetime. So we need to be with you and then help give you those skills that is going to be needed for you to help raise your child to be a successful family. Gotcha. So would you say that part of the core of this rebuilding Mm -hmm. on Rocky Mountain, Sarah, is bringing back community? Right. Is that part of that the core? That is correct. Bringing back the community. We want to get back to the basics. 
You know, sometimes when you, you, you're part of a um, sports team and, and we all go through those, those ups and downs right. and valleys, just like the Denver Broncos, is, is, they're having a down <laughs> year right now. But what I know that Coach Vance Joseph <laughs> is going to do is let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the fundamentals of things of how to make things work and how to execute on things. Execute the X's and the O's. That's what we're about to do. We're about to get back down to the basics. When you start a business, first thing you want to try to do is create partnerships and relationships. That's what we got to start by getting back into, creating partnerships and relationships. You put your money together with my money together, boy, can you imagine how many more people we can help? That's right. If I'm just trying to do it with my money alone, I'm not hitting the masses that if we all come together and put our money together, how many masses that we can hit. That's it. That's it. I like that. And so some of the, if you were to point out some of the for, former things, because it's interesting when you try to rebuild an organization that's been around for some time. Yeah. Okay. Because you have some of the former things, and then you're trying to present a newer thing. Newer, right. Okay? But sometimes some of the former things can't be let go because it's just part of how it works. So how, do you, how are you able to put that together and still move forward and change the direction of the company? But the Bible said, remember the former things. We got to still remember it, but we're not going to dwell on it. So we're going to remember what we did in the past and enhance it and make it stronger and better of what we did in the past. So in the past, let's say we, we, we um, provide early childhood education services. We're not going to get away from that. But what we're going to do is we're going to enhance it. We're going to look back and see what did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? How can we make this product much better? Mm. Okay? But we're not going to dwell on all the negative that went on, the things, that, the trials and tribulations that we all been through. And we're not going to dwell on that. We're not going to dwell on the bad relationships that we had, the burnt bridges that we had and everything else. Because we're going to come back and say, you know, we're a new company. We, are, we have been rebirthed. Mm. That's part of rebuilding. Yeah. It's just like you when we was once a sinner. And then when we said John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, if whosoever believe in him, that he should now perish, that they should have everlasting life. We're now saved. We're a new person. Now that you're saved, you're going to start walking a different way. You're going to start acting a different way. You're going to start doing things in a different way because now you're becoming of a changed spirit. You're trying to become like Jesus Christ, right? right. right. So same thing with here, part of this rebirth and rebuilding. We're going to confess our sins, right? <laughs> right? And then we're going to move forward. So we're a different person. We could go back to those old relationships that we, had, that we made bad and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. We're going to want to make this thing right. And that's what we've been doing. We've been going at the table with Denver Public Schools mm. and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Mm. Please forgive us. But we want to be at, around this table right now to help these children and families. Forget about our ego. Egos is out the door. But we here to, we want to just serve our community the best that we can serve our community. That's right. I like that. I like that. And I want to go ahead and reference a, a scripture that aligns with what he's talking about. Isaiah 43, 18 through 21. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It, it can, it's very easy to not be able to perceive some of the new things God is doing in your new path, in this new direction. Because those former things have a way of trying to present themselves 
in your present day all the time. And it seems like it keeps on, it can make a whole organization always refer back to their former things. Correct. And then so you can get stagnant in that place. So as an organization, you know, I challenge everybody in the organization to, to come on board with the forgetting of the past. So that way everybody can move forward and see, see perceive what God's doing for this organization. Was that, would that be accurate? That is correct. It, we had a, a management retreat just this last week, and uh, we, we held it in Alamosa. And I told them our mission this year is re, uh, a rebirth, rebuild. And it was like, what does that mean? We're not going to dwell on what we did in the past. So during the, uh, during the three-day meeting, people come up. We used to do it this way. Ah, I want to hear what we used to do. If you're going to um, reference what we used to do, you're going to say what we used to do and how we can make things better. Mm. So we don't want to keep dwelling on what we used to do because we are coming to a new day and age of how we got to make things work and how we're going to make things work in a new way, in a new way of thinking. So like you said, uh, when we started off this conversation about this is like a body yeah. because we got a live, lot of living organisms. We got 500 people, 500 different minds. That's a thousand different eyes <laughs> of how they see things and how they process things. So it's so hard to get all of those minds and brains on the same page in the same wavelength because now, even though I may verbalize and say we in a rebuilding year, I got to get them to believe we're in a rebuilding year. I got to get them to believe that don't concentrate on the former things. Don't dwell on those former things because we're going to be doing a new thing in 2018. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. So then let me go ahead and throw this scripture at you because I think that resonates with what you're really trying to develop and center in those hearts right. to that same place. And that Acts 20, uh, 2035 reads, and everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak Remembering the Lord's word, Lord's words, or I'm sorry, remembering the words the Lord Jesus Himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Oh yes. So how does that, how does that redevelopment phase, the rebuilding phase, how does that scripture meet the core of your organization and the mission? Let, 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 can you go back real quick? Jesus showed us how we should be. He showed us how to act. He showed us how to talk. He showed us how to treat people. And so in doing so, us as a business, if we want to be successful, if we want to be what we want to be, we got to do the things that Jesus did. Hmm. He showed us how to treat one another, how to talk to one another, how to help one another, how to not cast the first stone. He will, without saying, please cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. Didn't he say that? Right. We, we have sinned and we have fallen short, Right. So we cannot cast the first stone. We can't judge. Don't judge the people what they're going through. Help them. Because you never know the day that you may need that same help. That's right. Okay? So that's what I look at that as. And then it's also better to be blessed to give than to receive. Because you're going to return, you're going to receive a greater blessing in, um, in giving than you would to receive. Now, for an example, if you decide to give me $100, I'll be gladly happy to accept that $100 as a blessing. But for, for you, you're, you're giving, so you should feel blessed to give me the 100 bucks, and I'll be gladly to receive it. 
But in, in the overall business scheme of things, it is so much better. You're going to have a, a gratification. Well, I, I talked to some of my other staff who really don't deal with the front-line support as much. They used to do the back office, the accounting, the HR. And I said, the mere fact that you don't really touch the clientele, but that you know that you're able to track the money and, and get the right people in the right place at the right time, that means something as an organization, because we all play a certain role in parts to make this whole thing work. Yeah. So with that being said, Chris, we've, we've dealt with a lot, and we absolutely honor the direction of your company and where you guys are headed and honor everybody's help and work that, that goes into it, because I know it's not easy to do. All right. So what is your final thought? What is something that you want to give to the studio audience, your organization as a whole, and speak to them as a whole and tell them? The things that we have went through for 27 years was not an accident. We, like I said, we went through some hard times. We went through some tribulation. We went through some tests. We went through some trials. It was a positioning and a setting up for today's time of 2018 and going forward that we're here to serve those families that are in need, that need our help. And that in doing so, you also have to have the right people on your team to believe in the same thing that, that we believe as the leadership of this organization. And, and, and so I thank God for those trials and tribulations that this organization went through. I thank God for the trials and tribulations that I went through because I had to go through those to be the leader of this organization for this right period in time and season. And so, and I thank God for all the people that he has sent my way. Thank God for you because you are here as part of my support system and leading this organization through this time and period of, of, of what's happening in today's time. And going through a rebuild or a rebirth is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's a development of something that's going to be great and going to be everlasting. Absolutely. And, you know, um, thank you so much for allowing Executive Talk to be part of what you guys are going or uh, part of the mission, part of that core yes. development. Um, you know, this goes out to, to everybody that works at Rocky Mountains there that your mission is, is humongous. There's nothing small about what you have, what you guys are up against. You guys are up against poverty. You guys have an enemy that's trying to attack every single angle of this, of what you guys are trying to do. You got to understand these families that are in poverty are, are losing hope every single day they wake up. Yes. So as an organization, when you guys are helping and supporting a family and just teaching a kid that one day you gave their children the chance that they may not have had. And so the fight is, is real. I'm sure you guys feel it as an organization from time to time. But don't forget the heart, the heart mission and the hearts that you guys are developing. You say you guys are helping over 1,000 families, right? Yes. That's over 1,000 hearts that you guys are affecting every single day mm -hmm. with however many kids that goes along with that. But that's how many hearts this organization is attached to. Please stay strong. Stay in it. The fight is real, but it needs everybody to come together on this. And Executive Talks is going to do its part to ensure that this fight does happen for these families. So we'd like to thank you, Chris. Thank you. We have a challenge that's for you. 30 pounds, 90 days. 30 pounds, 90 days. <laughs> All right. We have to get back to work. Thank you, Chris, 
Appreciate having you. Thank you, Maurice. Have Thank a good one. All right. All right. Thank you.